All right, gang. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith. I started this podcast, you know, because I truly believe that everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood, but the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us are not just salespeople. I believe there are great human beings throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm gonna share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately we'll all become better at selling by being human. Gang, this person has been on a list of guests since the very <laughs> beginning because he literally talks about some of the same things. We believe some of the same things. Read his book in the very, very early days and really kind of guided a lot of these things on this podcast. This guest is the best-selling author of Selling from the Heart. He's a co-host of the podcast, uh, Selling from the Heart podcast. He runs a sales uh, coaching and training business. He is just all over LinkedIn. You'll, you'll see him in a lot of sales communities. He runs his own awesome sales community, Selling from the Heart community. And he's been in sales. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to date him, but like probably over oh. 30 years, but he started when he was like 10. You know, so oh, Alex, eight, Alex, you know? Alex, that's yeah. why I keep my hair really short. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But it hides please, the gray. But please welcome none other than Larry Levine to the podcast. Welcome, Larry. Alex. Alex Smith, what's happening, Alex? I am so excited to talk to you. And Larry, you know, I've been meaning to because if anyone follows Larry, and you're going to learn a lot, gang, and, and please get out your notebooks for this one. There's so many good quotes that Larry always throws down in his book. I mean, I mean, it's dog-eared on my copy, Selling from the Heart, so much oh, underline in that book. And you say in the very beginning, you know, I, I was just geeking out on an episode that you were <laughs> doing I on a lot, but you were talking with the author of The Challenger, one of the authors of The Challenger Sale, Brent Adamson, and uh -huh. I'm like going nuts on it. And you all are talking about like just believing, believing in yourself. And and also he kind of mentioned um, something about um, really kind of, you know, just instead of like, you know, teaching the customer, it's a lot about like learning about your world and, uh, uh, you know, kind of, you know, learning yourself. I, I want to flip your question. My first question for you, Larry we were talking back and forth about the Dodgers and how it literally says on your LinkedIn profile, if you want to get to my art, talk about the Dodgers. I'm, You're right. I'm, it's a two-part question. How many people ask you that? But second, and more importantly, you ask everyone on your podcast, Larry, what does the phrase selling from the heart mean to you? So I'd like to ask you, what does it mean to you? And when I say the words sell by being human, how does that relate to what you're talking about? And maybe uh, go from there. Oh, wow. I love, I love when people throw my question back at me. So yeah. this is, this is awesome. Yeah. First of all, not very many people ask me about the Dodgers. Literally so says it right I, there on your profile. So it, it says it right in the middle of my about <laughs> you section. If you want to get to my heart, ask me about the Dodgers. Something tells me not too many people pay attention to most of what's on your, on anyone's profile. Nevertheless, that's a topic for a completely different yes. conversation, yeah. but, um, what selling from the heart means to me is really understanding what makes you tick. And, and, I, and I say this for a reason because we have to bring sincerity. We have to bring integrity. We have to be genuine. We have to I'll wrap this all up and say we have to bring the goods to the forefront. 
we have to give a rip about ourselves, our clients, our future clients, and the people out in our community. And to me, selling from the heart, it all starts with doing the work to really uncover what's in your heart. And I'm a massive, massive believer, Alex, that if you want to understand what it truly means to sell from the heart, you're going to have to unpack what's really in your heart. And I say this for a reason, because you brought up Brent Adamson, and I love everything about Brent. <laughs> and I remember this was, <laughs> I'm going to share this because this is the inside inside before we recorded the podcast. He goes, hey, Larry. And Daryl, right? He goes, hey, guys, he goes, what happens if I don't know what's in my heart? And he, of course, you know, he was starts <laughs> laughing because we were all talking about the pre-show and things like that. But I say this for a reason. I'm going to use that as I'm going to use what Brent said, kidding aside before we recorded the podcast to say, if you want to understand what it means to sell from the heart, you're going to have to go on a deep journey and a deep discovery to truly understand your heart and the inner work. The road to the heart is the hardest thing we will ever do. However, it's the best thing you'll do if you want to fuel the outer success that I believe you need to have in order to truly be successful in sales. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, it's big stuff when people hear that stuff. They're like, oh, damn, I was just trying to get into sales to make a paycheck, you know, or to like get promoted or, you know, have a career. And man, I didn't know there was like deep inner work that I needed to do to, to talk to people. But, you know, I believe it's so true because I feel like everyone, I just, I don't know why this is a crazy belief I have, Larry. Everyone has this capability. Some people are like, you know, really, you were just born, you're born to be in sales or you're, you know, have the gift of gab or you, you know, you're, you're drawn to it. Okay. Yes, there's some people that are just drawn to a career in sales. But what I really believe is that everyone is doing great things to be great at sales. They may not be doing it in a business sense yeah. necessarily. But when you're saying you you define sales in the book, the art of the give and the art of the help, and you you could there's a lot of definitions. You know, we're exchanging things for value and, and that sort of thing. But like at our core, we're every job that we've ever gotten had some level of emotional connection. Any any kind of speech someone gives, any kind of like you know like building a relationship with a teammate at work, any kind of talking with a customer if you're a small business owner. We're all sometimes doing more than we even realize to be great at sales, but we're just not considering it as sales. So, you know, just kind of curious, maybe what you think about that. Do you think everyone, you know, do you sometimes see things that people are doing that are like, huh, that is amazing, but that person doesn't believe that they're good at sales? So, so it's interesting. First of all, I, th I think everybody's in sales. Yeah. Everybody is in sales, whether you believe it or not. To me, it's, you know, without selling, we're not pushing money through this economy at the rate that it needs to, first and foremost. But whether you're young, when I say young, I'm talking about young, like preteen, right? Yeah. Even in the teenage years, we're all selling. We're all selling something. May not be something that we can physically hold or something like that, but everybody's selling something. But here, here's where I want to really key in on is this is sales centric for a moment is this is my firm belief without getting too deep is we're products of our environment. Mm -hmm. 
We are products in the environments that we were raised in. Conversely, salespeople are products of the environments that they've grown up in, also known as sales bullpens and sales cultures and things like that. So, you know, sale, yeah, I was just the polar opposite growing up in sales is I just didn't want to be like everybody else because I saw it. I saw what was going on. And I think deep rooted in everybody's heart in sales, they know the difference between right and wrong. They know the difference between being real and being genuine with somebody and being an empty suit that I often refer to in, in sales and in selling from the heart. But without doing that inner work, without being secure enough in who you are, you suppress that and you act like everybody else just to fit in, fit into the team, fit into the culture, fit in with that sales management style. And sometimes it goes against the grain of who you are. And when that starts to happen, it wreaks havoc on you. It really, really does. And that's where sales is, gets the bad rap from. It's, it's so funny. Ask a group of salespeople. Hey, describe what salespeople are, right? Give me words that describe salespeople. And what do you think they say? <laughs> they, I mean, the laundry list of all the negativity starts coming out. I said, so you're talking about yourself. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about salespeople. So salespeople even have negative connotations and negative emotions attached to salespeople and they're in sales. Yeah. It makes no sense to me when you put it that way, but it's so true because we, we just, you know, we, it's, it's, it's this negative connotation that we're, we're fighting and that we don't come from a place of really true understanding or problem solving or learning or, you know, kind of uh, like that inner work that you're talking about. Before I talk about kind of like how people might develop that in themselves, I'm curious, like where you foresaw this kind of like line of thinking in your own life, like even before your first sales job, like who taught you some of this stuff? Think back to your life. I don't know if there's a person that really like understood themselves so well. They just, they served, they were compassionate. They were for people. I don't know if that's your family, your parents or friends. Who can you think of that just did this so well that people just really connected to them and they were drawn to them? Maybe that's a few people for you, but. Oh, wow. You know, it's, it's interesting. I didn't have my, I'm going to answer this in a couple different ways. Okay. I didn't have my first mentor coach till I was 40. Wow. Okay. And that's when all this transformation inside of who I was really took place. So that's 17 and a half years ago. So, you know, I'll be 58 this year. So that's one part. Second part of this, I go way back. I go way back to how I was raised. So I was raised by, my father was a rocket scientist for the United States Air Force. And I grew up with a highly relational Jewish mother. Ooh, wow. What love, a love, love my parents immensely, right? And they're, they're, you know, they're still married today, right? Wow. They're, what, wow. they're going on almost 60 yeah. years. Wow. And I bring this up for one reason, because I learned a lot from both of them 
and I translate that into sales. And the highly educational father part of me wore off, though I was, I, I mean, I hated everything about school, hated everything about school through high school. I went to college just because it was the thing to do. I got, I got my college degrees. I got a whopping probably 2.1 in college and a whopping probably 2.2 in high school, but right, so be it. But I learned something along the way is you got to have a plan, you got to prepare, and you got to practice every single day. That was ingrained in me, even though I didn't like it, that was ingrained in me with my father, especially when it came to doing homework and studying all the things that I just totally rebelled against, but I had to figure out a way to make it work. The other side of it is being raised by a highly relational Jewish mom was this. She meddled in everything because she cared. And I grew up with sisters and most of my cousins were girls. So I always say, and I'm comfortable saying this, I'm probably more female in a male's body than male in a male's body. And I'm okay saying that because I'm comfortable with who I am. But I say this for a reason because I wore my emotions on my sleeve and I deeply cared about my clients the way that my mom cared about me and my sisters. And I brought that to the forefront in sales. And I always, and I always say this, um, there's no scientific proof on it, but I'm just making a statement. I believe everyone has a sixth sense. We all know we have five senses, right? But I believe we have a sixth sense and that sixth sense is bull crap. And I learned a long time ago, right? Long time ago, first year in sales, I had a keen sense of bull crap. And I paid attention to what was going on in that sales team. Dysfunctional, highly toxic environment, dysfunctional sales management, all the stuff that still exists today in sales. And I said, if I'm going to survive in this crazy world of sales, I got to take how I was raised and apply it to sales and hold myself accountable. So I doubled down on myself and I became my own coach, my own mentor, and my own sales manager based on planning, practice, and a process and bringing high emotion and relational aspects that I learned from my mom to the sales world. And that's what carried me through the sales world for gosh, almost 30 years. And you had a lot of success in it. You, you know, I mean, you, you had some million dollar clients and you, you did really, really well. It's amazing that you were able to do that planning and preparing on your own. You'd think that, you know, just a leader would like, just say something basic, like you're there for your clients, you're, you're helping your clients succeed. And, you know, it's just kind of a basic kind of simple kind of mindset or framework, but I, you know, maybe to me it is, but then it's, you, you know, I don't know where people struggle so much with it, Larry. Well, we have overcomplicated the, you know, what out of sales and, and, and I'm a, I'm a big believer in this. This was ingrained in me as I was dating my wife. So my wife and I were dating and can I share a quick story? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. So, I don't know. So this is where I took how I was raised with my parents and some of the best advice I ever got from my mother-in-law, though she wasn't my mother-in-law at the time. And my wife and I were dating and 
her parents knew was getting serious. Now, her parents are, my father-in-law passed away this past year. Mother-in-law is still alive. My mother-in-law is from Mississippi. So just as Southern as Southern gets, she's got the twang and all that. I love my mother-in-law to death, but she's not the brightest bulb out there. Love her though, but not the brightest. Hard-working individual. And my father-in-law was a truck driver, just blue collar awesome. as, as he got. But she had said something to me, and this was in my formative years early on in sales, but it, it, it plays off of a word that you had said a little bit ago, Alex, about basic. And still to this day, she calls me boy, B-O-Y, but with a Southern accent, I'm going to butcher it, but it goes <laughs> something like boy, right? And so, she knew, so she knew it was getting serious. She knew that, that the marriage thing was going to start happening pretty soon. She goes, I think it's time that I share some advice with you that was passed on from my parents to my brothers and sisters and myself. And then she went on to say this. Don't ever, ever half ass anything that you do. Do it a hundred percent because if you can't do the little things correctly, you will never do the big things correctly. Now, I'm going to tell you something that was told to me 31 years ago. Okay. That story I took with me in my formative years in sales and I doubled down on something. I doubled down on the basics. And I made certain things in sales, non-negotiable, like prospecting, like asking great questions, like giving a rip about my customers making sure that I do everything possible to make their experience pleasurable. Simple things, always going back, always seeing them, always building, growing and nurturing the relationship. I doubled down on the basics and I never half-assed my sales career. I never went for shortcuts. I never looked for the tips and the tricks and the tactics. I never looked for the silver bullets. I just knew that if I doubled down on the basics, it would catapult me through my whole entire sales career. And it did. And I always go, this stuff's not rocket science. If you really want to turn into rocket science, you can come over to my house and have a conversation with my dad. Yeah. But think, but think about it today. Uh-huh. Think about it today when it comes to the art of connecting with your clients and the art of connecting with humans. We have overcomplicated this so much. Hmm. can't agree more you know i say some of one of my proudest moments of sales you 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 were uh my career really was like a it was like a 15 minute moment you know and it it was a client that i had i mean they had been going with a competitor for like 10 years and i was able to get them on the phone and they're like we're we're willing to hear you out they ended up going with us and i'd never met her face to face and i traveled back and forth a bunch and tried to to get to meet her in person it just never worked out. She's outside of Chicago. And I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm there for a, a client meeting, but I'm in the suburbs. And, and I invited her to our sales conference, but I'm like, I'm not going to be there, but I still want you to come. It was in Chicago. I was in the suburbs, like three hours away. I would have to come in. I'm like, look, I can come, you know, meet you for like 15 minutes, but I literally have a meeting, like a big meeting. I can't move, unfortunately. So if you're up for it, I'll meet you at the conference for like 10 or 15 minutes. She's like, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Like, no, you're not going to drive in traffic. I'm like, 
why wouldn't I? Like, we've been talking together for, you know, years or whatever. I want to shake your hand, see you in person or whatever. And okay, if you want to do that. And she was telling everyone, you know, I'm going to meet Alex. And, you know, we did. And funny thing is, like, I still keep in touch with her years later. And I think even at one time, you know, she she actually called me to say she was leaving. And before, you know, for a different reason, like she was going back to the competitor for less money and we talked and, you know, long story short, you know, we, we kind of went through some things of, you know, why that, you know, maybe would be a really risky decision. She ended up continuing with us. And so, you know, it's just those, you know, that kind of like little moment, that little thing is, is so big. It's so big. I agree. Larry, like, Talk to me about, you know, when you're saying, you know, when I hear something like you have to dig into your heart, that's a big thing for, for salespeople to do. And maybe people are like, where do I even start? Even Brent Adams, and who were at the Challenger sale, what if I don't know what's in yeah. my heart, Larry? Where do I begin? Like, you know, maybe take it from a person who is in sales as a sales role and maybe someone that is not in a, you know, in a sales role, quote unquote, sales role. How do they begin that? hard work. You know, I I would just, because there's a self-reflection journal that goes along with my book. Okay. And, you know, and, and I help guide somebody through this, but if you don't know where to start, here's the best place to start. Take a group of people who know you really well and ask them to describe you. What words would you use to describe me and why? And that could be a great start. Another one would be is what are your values and start writing, just take a sheet of paper out and just start writing them down. How, and you know, ask yourself if I had to describe what heart means to me, what would it be? And the reason being is before we started recording, I have a notebook that sits right by my desk and in it, I have my mission. I have my values and every day I reflect on my values and there's 10 of them and there's 10 values that I hold near and dear to me. Can I share? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, it. Integrity, servant leadership, honesty, trust, heart centered connection, consistency, care, open-minded and purpose-driven. I'm just sharing a couple with you. I love it. And every day, I will sit down and I reflect on them. And then what I do is then I just write it down and I pick one of those values for the day and I just write it down and what it means to me in that given day. And then I just, I love finding out what makes me tick, figuring out what makes me come alive, figuring out what makes other people come alive. I would ask people, go down that road. And if you don't know, just set some alone time down. Just grab a sheet of paper and just start writing. Self-reflect on yourself, right? How would I describe myself? What words would I use to describe me and why? Go ask your friends and your inner circle family members the same thing. What values do I hold? We all have them. What internal values do I hold myself accountable to and why? How many of you out there, I know I don't, like, just, you know, ask yourselves that, you know, because, because the values, they don't change your career, your job, your situation, all those things should and can change, but those are kind of your, your soul. And here's why this is so important. 
is this will come out full circle when you start prospecting for new business and interacting with your clients. If I go back in time, my best clients, we all had things in common. I will tell you this right now. I will not bring a client into selling from the heart unless there's a um, shared commonality yeah. and we share values. I just won't do it because I know what will happen. And we've all been there. They're called horrible clients. <laughs> and, we've, and we've all been yeah. there. Yeah. But to me, I want to make sure I understand their values and what makes them tick. Do their values and what makes them tick align with what makes me tick and my values? And if that goes check, connection and relatability starts to increase. And it makes for great conversation. Think about that one for a second. You know, I mean, man, I think like we, we sometimes don't realize the power of like, you know, how like attracts like and, and how we can, you know, you, you say sometimes, I, I heard you say on that podcast with Brent, sometimes like to connect to someone's heart, we have to be willing to go first and tell people like you just did, like the people listening. I know I did like when you, when you told me those values and told me those stories, like that gives me a story or that makes me rethink some of my values or maybe even teaches you a little bit about your own values. Now we're in this like, you know, connection or this conversation. Like I've had people come on the podcast, almost like a gear and a wheel. Like, you know, we, we're having this conversation, but it's about that space of bringing us together. And then now we're moving kind of in the same direction, you know, as before we're coming from our different experiences, you know, and I don't know, what, what do you think about kind of looking at it from that lens that we kind of, we learn from each other when we're kind of giving up or, or maybe not giving up, but reciprocating from each other. So it's interesting. And this took me a while to learn, but I was willing to go there is the minute I removed that pseudo barrier between me as a salesperson and them as a buyer, me as a salesperson mm -hmm. and them as a client magic started to happen because yeah. in essence, right, let's remove titles and let's remove all of that. It's one human having a conversation with another human. Yeah. So I held myself to this all the time. And it goes like this, the more comfortable I made somebody feel about me, the more comfortable they become and they became in sharing things about their business. Yeah. And in order to make somebody really comfortable with me, I had to share something about me. It means I had to go first. Yeah. And, and again, to me, vulnerability is a sign of strength. It's not a sign of weakness. Yeah. And if you really want to connect and relate to somebody, people connect and relate to stories. And the way people connect and relate to stories, you got to tug on the heart. And it just goes against the grain of everything in sales. However, that's how we build personal relationships with people. We connect and relate and we tug on their heartstrings. Why can't we do that in our professional lives? And I just encourage people to think about it. If you really want to build deep, meaningful relationships with your clients and your future clients, then make people feel comfortable, so comfortable with you that they get comfortable enough to share 
what I call uncomfortable things going on in their office. And those are the things that you can help them do better business with. Wow. Larry, you know, thinking about maybe, I sometimes ask people this question, kind of like the emotions that are so, we, we don't think about some, like this, you mentioned it, like we're humans connecting with other humans. Yeah, this kind of human to human bond. And we, don't, we kind of lose sight of the, uh, of the emotions uh, of other people sometimes. We don't recognize them. Like your book, Selling from the Heart, I'm, I'm reading um, Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. And it's, oh, like, it's on really, my reading list. You got, I, I, I got to talk to you about it because I, I posted something so true about, you know, she wrote, it's just all about emotions and kind of like really defining. And there's like 70 or 80 emotions and experiences. But, you know, um, it made me rethink empathy, you know, it's a buzzword. My wife's like, oh, you know, I hate when people use it. It's thrown around so casually. People just got to do it. So it comes so casually to her. But she wrote in that rather than walking in your shoes, we need to dispel the myth that empathy is walking in someone's shoes. She goes, rather than walking in your shoes, I need to listen to the story you tell of what it's like to be in your shoes. And then to, this is the big part, believe you even if it doesn't match what I know. And I was just like, what you're saying is kind of like, you know, we will never kind of, we always talk about in sales, sometimes we talk about ideal customer profiles. And like, we, we are trying to put people into this box of like, who buys from us? When in reality, like anybody can, if it really benefits them, if they see this value, if they see this, if you if they can share things with you and, and maybe you can, guide them in a way that nobody else is and you're sharing insights that no one else is and creating this relationship like with with Brent you were talking about it's not if there you have to create a relationship or not it's about you know do I feel like better do like if uh, do I feel like this is worth my time he, he said something like uh you know maybe we need to think of it as like like you know is this it less about the relationship and more about you know, the connection that, that's made from the insights of the relationship, you know? So. Yeah. So, wow. If I don't trust you and if I don't think you're credible and if I don't think that in a very short period of time, yeah. I don't open up to you. No, not at all. Right. And I say this for a reason. I'm a massive, massive, massive Steve Harvey fan. <laughs> um, I just, I just, I, I just think, a, I think the guy's funny as heck. I'm a Family Feud junkie, right? And the third thing is, is I like his background and how he was raised and what he stands for. Very spiritual guy. Very, very spiritual guy. And I remember this goes back the winter of 2019, I'm watching a YouTube video of Steve Harvey. And it's a 10 minute YouTube video, I'm not gonna take 10 minutes to tell the story, I'm gonna condense it really quick. The whole premise behind the video was this, it's called Everyone's Been Given a Gift. And he goes, at birth, everyone's been given a gift. And that gift is something that comes easy and natural to you that you don't think about. Now, Steve Harvey goes on to say, well, his gift was he had the gift of being funny. Because he always says, hey, you don't go to school to learn how to be funny. You're either funny or you're not funny. 
according to Steve Harvey. And I watched the whole video and I cried. I cried watching the video. And so like an idiot, I go, let me watch this thing again and see if I get the same response. There's a point behind this. And I watched the video and I cried again. And I go, yeah, right. Baseball guy, I go three strikes, am I out? So I watch it again and I cried even harder. And it was at watching that video, I realized what my gift was. My gift was I can connect and relate to people and I bring my heart up onto a business pedestal like that. It's my gift. Selling from the heart's my gift. I just didn't know it back then 10 and 15 and 20 years ago. But all along, it became easy and natural for me to connect to people. I placed more emphasis on the very first conversation I had with somebody than most people. Because I knew in that conversation, that's where magic was going to happen. That's where trust and credibility happens. And we all know where trust and credibility sits with salespeople. It's like rock bottom. I mean, it is pretty low. And I don't even have to take a running head start to jump over it. I can just take a casual stroll. That's how low it is. However, if I can connect and relate, if I can humanize the conversation, if I can share something about me that that person goes, interesting. Mm, you know what happens? Yeah. Immediately, I've seen it. I've sensed it. I've been there that person immediately starts talking about them, their experiences, something close to them. And instantaneously, we've connected. You know what happens next? They start sharing things about their business that they haven't shared before. Case in point, this just happened last week. I'm on my first, my very first conversation with the head of a sales department. In, inside of a manufacturing company. Within five minutes, within five minutes, we start, because I was just, I started looking at the background and all that, and my eyes were just bling, bling, bling. And all of a sudden, hey, I noticed this. I noticed, hey, tell me about that. I know you're a big baseball person because I see the stuff in there. I'm a massive baseball person. I remember the first time I caught a ball, I jumped for joy and all this. We just started talking 10 minutes later, I knew what they did in sales last year. I know the volume of their top 20 customers. I know what their annual revenue from their top customer is, and I never asked for it. They just gave it to me. Why? I made them feel so comfortable. They started sharing things that they wouldn't share with somebody else. Now, salespeople and sales leaders who may be listening to this, and you're going, yeah, right, Larry, I think you might be full of you-know-what. <laughs> That's so be it, right? That's why one of my favorite quotes in Selling from the Heart is this. Salespeople have hypnotized themselves into believing what they're not doing doesn't work. So all of you might be going, right, this doesn't work. How do you know? You've never done it. I will tell you this, make somebody in the first five to 10 minutes feel so comfortable with you. I promise you this, they will share things about their business they're not sharing with other people, Alex. 
hundred percent agree. I'm going to give you my favorite quote because you gave me yours. I'm going to give you two, one that you quoted at the beginning of, of a chapter and one from you. But before I do that, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I know you've, people have asked you this question, Larry, you know, my sales reps think, you know, if they're, they're wearing their heart on their sleeves, they're, they're weak. They're giving up something. They're, uh, they're letting the customer maybe walk all over them, take advantage of them. If they can access that level of emotion, if they're just kind of, you know, uh, if they're just being too helping, you know, I've even seen people like, don't be the helper in sales. You know, you're not there to be someone's, you know, you know what, or whatever, like, like lap dog. Okay. So I, I feel like there's just like some confusion about what is really being of service and what is being of, you know, just of um, you using that person. Right. So what do you say to that? You know, that naysayer is like, you know, th- they're going to walk all over me, Larry. Okay. So I I'm, I'm going to boil it down to three things. Okay. If, and I'm going to answer it with three bullet points. And this is aimed at sales leaders, salespeople who go, right? If I wear my heart on my sleeves, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get taken advantage of and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you this, if you lack confidence, if you lack believability in yourself and believability in your messaging, and you have low self-worth, people are going to walk freaking all over you. And I'll leave it at that. If, If you stand tall, and you walk and lead your life with integrity and you carry yourself the right way, the proper way. If you have believability in yourself and you're working on the inner part of who you are and you believe in your messaging and you can deliver with clarity and conviction and conciseness and you have high self-worth, you can squash that in two seconds. But if all of this is messing around in your head, People sense it. It's like freaking cologne. They're going to smell it in two seconds and they're going to take advantage of you. Yeah. And that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to do with the emotions. Actually, the emotions connect each other because they have them too. Like we all have, you know, the, the, the emotions are, are things that we're just all experiencing. Now, the what causes them and the stories are all different. And then when someone says, wow, this person's listening to me in the first five minutes, or they really do care about me as a person, not about my business, or I'm there. As soon as you say it, you know, as soon as some people get commission breath is what you call it. It's like when you, when you just maybe even think of yourself as a buyer, if you're like, I, I thought of myself the other day, somebody called like in, in Florida, <laughs> If you want a contractor to come work on your house in Florida, good luck on getting a free estimate. Okay. Yeah. Everyone wants to charge you 60 bucks to come out as a new customer. And I literally had someone yesterday and I said, look, I could give you, I want a long-term partner. I said it just like that. I, I, I want a long-term partner. Okay. We can do one or two things. One per, I can have someone come and do the job. I need siding on my house. I'll do it all tomorrow for you and send you a bill or we could have someone give you an estimate. It's like, awesome. How much is it a free estimate? No, it's 60 bucks. Well, how do I even know I want to work? With? Well, she was selling me, oh, it's on our website and I, we reviews it. I just want to see if we're, we're a fit together. You know, I got to And then she said, 
well, we used to charge, but then people took advantage of us and, you know, they just wanted it for their insurance premiums. And, you know, if you're a customer, we don't charge you for an estimate, it's lifetime. So I have to be a customer first to, you know, just see if we're connected. So it's like, it's this belief that we can't just connect on a personal level first. And, and if you get that whiff, like I got that whiff that I'm just there, I'm a number to them. I'm not a person. Then I'm like, I'm out. Eject. I will tell you this. People smell what you're cooking really fast. They really do. Your clients and your future clients are a whole lot smarter than most people give them credit for. They've heard every line. They've seen every story. Here's what I've challenged. In fact, I'll double dog dare challenge your listeners. If you're in sales, go out there and ask your clients, what do you really crave? What do you want from salespeople? What's that say? What's that salesperson who just wows you? What's that look like? Now, this might be tough pill to swallow. They may not be talking about you, but that's okay. That's where room for improvement happens. I'm here to tell you this. You can get a PhD from your current clients if you're willing to dig in deep and ask. Most salespeople, and yes, I said it, most, capital M-O-S-T, most, salespeople will not dig in deep enough and are willing to go down the roads to ask their clients what's on their heart, what they want, what their dreams, goals, aspirations are, and what they look for in a salesperson. And if you're willing to do that and you make it part of who you are and you go on a mission to find out, your clients and your future clients will actually give you all the clues to help you sell and to help them do better business. You got to be willing to ask. Yeah. Such a powerful question that I feel like everybody could ask uh, their friends, uh, you know, multiple, just different disciplines, different walks of life, different job titles. What do you want? What do you really like? That's a great question. What really wows you from a salesperson? What did that look like? And people, that'll be an emotional answer, man. I can't. Yeah. Tell, tell, or tell you, you know, even go, tell me the last great experience you had from a salesperson. What it yeah, looked like? Yeah. Would you be willing to describe it to me? Yeah. What words would you use? What oh. led up to that? Are you still in contact with the person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, the stories you get from a question like that are so powerful. Larry, I told you that we're kind of winding down. I'm going to ask you like a fun question about you. But the two quotes, you, you said, you know, fun, uh, your, your favorite quotes. So the two quotes, gang, pick up this book, Selling from Art, please. I can't, you know, kind of uh, endorse it enough. But um, he starts out one chapter just being about servant leadership and servant and sales. And it was a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. who said, and that we're, you know, in Black History Month, this is February 2022. And he he goes on to say, everybody can be great because everybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to need a, a subject and verb degree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. Everybody can do that. A soul generated by love just one of my favorite quotes. And then the one that you said, Larry, is in sales, you must be able to lead with a helping hand. We have two hands and in sales, 
one to uh, shake someone's hand and the other is still used uh, to lend a helping hand lead with a servant mind you know and said you you are leading with a servant mindset it means you genuinely care for the other person you know it's just like that's just the basics that's the essence right there i appreciate it, it means a lot to me I, I i would just layer on top of what you just said is i walk through this if you really want to understand what it means to serve go out and lend a helping hand out in the community and do community service you'll get a true understanding of what it means to serve. And if you've never done any community service, there's an opportune time for you to do it. Find something that tugs on your heartstrings out in your community and just start volunteering. Then you'll truly get the essence of what it means to serve. Larry, I hate, uh, we're kind of winding down. I ask a fun question and this kind of wraps it all up because we believe in this kind of human-human connection, and we talked about the Dodgers earlier and how, how much of a fan you are, and even the Rams. Go Rams for the, you know, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I'm sorry, right now I'm here with Larry, who's a huge Rams fan for the LA Rams. I saw him when they won the Super Bowl in the, in the late 90s, but it's, a, it's about you, Larry. So, like, it's a fun, like, I just think that we can connect on these individual things that, like, you, you talked about. We have, all have these gifts, and you talked about yours. This is just a fun story about you. So I ask every guest, what is something, Larry, if, you, if I asked your, your, your wife, uh, your closest people to you, what is something or an event, something that could only happen to Larry Levine, something that is just so totally Larry, what would they tell me? But that, you know, it's just that one thing, that's just something that only Larry would do or could only happen to you. What would that be? <laughs> oh, man, you're going to, you're, you got, man, you got to make me think on this one. Yeah, I know. Everyone's so it's like crickets. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you got, you got, you do, you really got me good on that one. <laughs> you really got me good. I'm something Larry. Wow. This is, I love this. I'm going to live in the silence. This, I'm going to remember Oh, this. man. You got me on that one. I'd have to think. Yeah. Listeners of this podcast, I owe you a sincere apology because Alex Smith just stumped me. Like <laughs> and Larry's been on a hundred plus. I don't know how many podcasts. Oh. Larry said he was on five uh, you know or something today so I, I i take that as a badge of honor you know so oh man i'm gonna have to really give that one some thought all right and i i you know what that is larry that is so totally larry he wants it to be so good he's putting a lot of emotion a lot of thought behind this answer well, it's gonna be really i mean I, I i mean i could throw a story out there but okay it, just you know what it, I, you stumped me and, okay. and i'm just i'm staying true to who i am you stumped me all right. Well, that is, that is so totally Larry. That's, that's going to be it. Larry, where can people get more of you connect uh, to, to what you do and kind of go deeper on some of the stuff that we were talking about? Today? Uh, if, if you want to, if you want to find out the movement that's being built at selling from the heart, you go to selling from the heart.net. Um, there you can find, uh, you can get a free copy of the book. You can go to selling from the heart.net forward slash book. You can find our podcast there. I have free resources there. Uh, there's a sales professionals, a sales leaders page. If you want some resources text to you, you can just take your smartphone out, text the word heart, H-E-A-R-T to 21,000, 21,000, and I'll send you all kinds of free resources. 
I love it. I love it, Larry. Well, uh, all going to be in the notes. Larry, Levine, every uh, time I get a chance to speak with you, it's a joy. So thank no, you. Thank all you good. So I appreciate it. I yeah. sincerely appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. I'll see you more in, uh, in the stuff that you put out. Thank you so much. Larry. Thanks. Hey, gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.